Hey there, friends. It has been a hot minute since you and I last talked. You know, I am so excited to be starting season two. And you may be thinking if you've been here for a little while, I thought that you were going to start season two a couple months ago, and that would be true. But you know what? I want to really make sure that I'm practicing what I preach. And that is knowing that we can't do it all and do it well. And that we don't want to do something just to do it. We want to make sure that we're doing what God is asking us to. So I waited and now I am so excited to share with you just a wonderful season ahead of us. And it, it's fitting where we start the new year that we talk a bit about goals because here we love to talk about goals and we love to talk about ways that we can practically live our lives in the bodies that we have and in the circumstances that we're in. And I want to share a little secret with you. You know, I've been doing power sheets for almost four years now. This is my fourth set. And this year, going into the 2021 prep work, I couldn't open my power sheets. Now, I typically get together with some friends to do our prep work, and normally I sticky note all the pages in preparation for that so that I can use my time as effectively as possible. But this year, I couldn't seem to open the pages. And it wasn't that I wasn't excited to dig into the prep work. The problem was that I didn't want to face the decline and progression that we've seen in my body over this past year let alone look into what this next year might hold. You see, every single year I make lots of room in my power sheets for medical uncertainty, but this year I'm not just making room for uncertainty. I'm acknowledging that my new normal is unreasonably uncertain and hard. So I prayed over these pages every time I wanted to open them up and I felt like I couldn't, I prayed. And when the power sheet prep party finally came, I took things slow. I shared my brokenness and hesitancy and I asked for help and encouragement. And with just a pencil in hand, surely enough, little by little, I've worked through the start of my prep work. And even talking right now, I have a little bit left, just a tiny bit. But I'm going to choose his grace and his hope as I prepare to head into 2021. And so I want to talk all about goals today. Let's talk about 2021 and what's ahead of us. And who better to do that with than my favorite co-host? Hello. We cannot wait to talk about goals and 2021 and ring some cowbells being excited for a fresh start. So let's jump in. Hey friends, I'm Cassie and I'm a married Spoonie who lives the chronic illness life. Here each week, I'll challenge you to live intentionally and authentically, where every spoon you use has a purpose and every step you take matters. Welcome to Chronically Cultivating. You know, Mom, this year is going to be my year. No, it's not. This is the year that I'm going to make all the things I've ever dreamed about happen. No, it's not. I mean... Yeah, some of my goals aren't really realistic, but that doesn't matter. This is the year. No, it's not. 
friends, this has been a thought that we've been going back and forth about because as we are so excited for a fresh start to head into the new year, I think we're also balancing that with a feeling of saying, well, how do we know that 2021 is going to be better than 2020? And I don't know, this has just been something we've been talking about quite often. Yeah, and we kind of flipped our thinking a little that this is not going to be your year or whatever the expression that we tend to say, meaning, and we'll have a nice chat about this now, but meaning what is it, what really is your year? What are, where are you putting your hopes? Where are you putting your ambitions and your goals? Because if we've misplaced them, it won't be our year. Even if we somehow achieve all the things that we've put those aren't the meaningful things. So we're putting our hope in the wrong place. But most likely, like you said, they're unrealistic for us. And maybe with our timeline or our resources or our abilities, and it's not going to happen. So why not kind of flip our view a little on this and really dig into what is goal planning in a new year? What, what might it look like with more success? And I will preface, if you hear any noise in the background, that is our puppy bandit. <laughs> yep, there he goes. Yep. Um, this is his first podcast. He's very excited. Um, and as much as we would like him to just stay still and quiet, uh, you might hear him a little bit. He's, it's as if he's showing off right now, like yep. if he was on camera. Yep, he's about to dig through his toys, so he's going to pull out the loudest one that I hit. So that's fun, though. <laughs> so that's a new goal to have. <laughs> yep, and... Here, we are all about real life, and this is not going to be the place where you are going to have everything filtered and picture perfect. We want to talk about real life, and real life isn't perfect. You know, and one of the things that I think we both found going into this prep work is that it's harder than it normally is. I've been doing power sheets for four years now. This is my fourth set, and I just love this program. I love doing it. It's just been so helpful. And you've been doing this now for, this is your third set, right? That's what I was just thinking about because the first set you got me was the, like the six month, right? The, yeah. What, I think they, it what was do they in, call it? The undated or? Yeah. Or the undated six month. And it took me a little while to kind of get fully in the groove. Last mm-hmm. year was my first full year. Like I did I, th- I think the power yep. sheet prep party I got invited you guys and um, th- you know just really digging into, into understanding more because um, and then this year now I'm, I'm going into the next full year and what you and I were talking about kind of offline was you know when we keep saying power sheets um, it's something that really resonates with us it's a philosophy of goal planning and just kind of doing life and just a way to organize it um, but I was in the beginning when you were first talking about power sheets I didn't really understand what this all was I think I explained this on a prior podcast but I did go to the website regularly I did read a lot of um, the content the free downloads the blog um, it, it did it either you either kind of connect with it and kind of get it or you stay curious like I was for a little while or you say well I want to do goal planning but that's not necessarily the method I want to go with and I'm laughing because the dog did find the noisiest thing he didn't find a squeaky toy but he did find the chew thing that makes a lot of noise so I'm sorry about that what's funny is that we deliberately tried to hide this toy before this started 
Yeah. And we thought it would take him at least a little longer than six minutes in <laughs> so, to find it. I should have um, just moved it to the other room, but he would have harassed me if I didn't. So it keeps him from biting my leg off. He's still teething. <laughs> so, again, a goal of mine is to maintain all of my extremities through this puppy time. Uh, so let's keep going. <laughs> keep my sense of humor. Um, so but, anyway, but I think I think a lot of it is just, you know, what is your philosophy and how, how do you do goal planning? And, and here we use the power sheets intentional goal planner um through cultivate what matters i have a ton of resources on my blog if you head to living the chronic illness life slash goals you're going to find it there um you can also find it in the description from this episode um, but we're going to kind of be talking about that a lot and if you're new to chronically cultivating welcome and if you are a returning friend we're so glad that you're here um and you probably know about power sheets because i talk about them quite often they've been really life-changing but as we've been going through, I personally have never had a year that was this hard to open up. And I was really trying to understand why that was because it wasn't a lazy procrastination of, oh, I'm just too tired. Or it wasn't my body deliberately saying, Cassie, you need to rest. Like, this isn't the right time. This was almost like a fear of opening up these pages and being willing to set goals because setting goals can be really, really hard. And I think especially in the chronic illness community, it is hard when we don't know what our future holds, especially, um, and more specifically, if you have a progressive chronic illness, you know, you know the trajectory and you know where it's headed and that's really, really hard to sit and digest. But I think what's interesting about this year compared to most is whether you have a chronic illness um, of any kind or you don't. Because of COVID, I think everyone has a different understanding now of what it's like to be living in uncertainty. Yeah, we've all been affected in one way or another. Even if people stayed gainfully employed, some people worked even more because of it. Some people are unemployed. Some people had um, a good home setting, really like a stable kind of home setting for them to be and really flourish during the time. We were joking about some of the classes that are available and all mm-hmm. that. And I'm like, man, that would be amazing. But um, everybody kind of, it, it leveled some things out in that we were all affected in some way, but for mm-hmm. sure it didn't level things out evenly. There's a huge disparity still. And actually I would say a lot of the chronic illness community was really neglected in some ways. Mm-hmm not being able to get supplies that they needed or uh, really at risk having different care providers coming in and worrying about, you know, was COVID coming into their home and or if you're somebody who's a care provider, worrying about, you know, whether you were doing something that was bringing COVID into the home. So, Well, and for instance, my husband and I have been fully quarantined since March 15th yep. um, of 2020. So this this has been a long time coming even just for us to do this podcast here today my family quarantined for a couple weeks before christmas and did all the things that they needed to do so that we could even see them and it's one of those things where you know we have been so fortunate to be working with a clinic that is helping us stay safe while also making sure that we're not entirely isolated from the help we need but it's still stressful and i think everybody going into this year is in at least to a degree in the same mindset of going 
there is a chance that what I'm hoping for isn't going to work out. And there's nothing that I can do to stop that. Because I think that's the biggest difference between goal planning and goal planning with a chronic illness is there's always uncertainty, but there's an extra level of uncertainty with a chronic illness where you know that even the best, most well-intentioned and strategic goals may not work out because your body just may not do what you want it to do and you can't control that and I think the world for the first time in a really long time is having to sit with those feelings well also just you think of people who have you know gotten the illness and some have recovered fine Mm -hmm. others it's been completely life-altering for them and their families so yes it definitely brought an awareness I think unfortunately um you know the memory can be short and some as people get out in their lives they may some of these things may be forgotten and but I think we also talked about a broader picture of people having anxiety about I've always been somebody, first of all, like I don't love New Year's. I think I liked it more when I was maybe younger married. You know, we had some fun with couples and stuff. But for the most part, um, it was always a little bit of anxiety of what the year was ahead. Mm. And then when I became a mom and you kids were in school, my real year, so to speak, is the academic calendar. And even actually when I was a student, especially in college, you think of like August kind of going back, at least in our region, we go back towards the end of August. I know other regions go back much earlier. Um, you know, that's kind of starts your year off and you're kind of, so I can remember kind of setting some goals and things and, you know, you start filling your calendar physically with, okay, this one has soccer practice. Um, there's this with school. These are the, this is the public school calendar or mm-hmm. wherever you are. If you're homeschooling, you make a calendar and you kind of set your goals after the fact, almost like, okay, let me fill in Sunday to Saturday, all the things that are going on in our lives. And then I'll make some goals around it. And you can actually lose I felt years of my life of making any significant goals, you know, besides being a good wife, good mom. Um, I went for a short time of not working and, and being home full time, but for the most part, I've always worked in nursing in some way. So my, I had some goals around that. Um, but if you are somebody who either deals with health struggles or you just constantly have setbacks, there are some people who they are very healthy, but they continue to have setback after setback after setback, whether it's in their relationships, whether it's someone they're caring for, um, you know, something with their child's behavior, what, whatever it is, total financial setback routinely. So they, they're afraid to even set goals. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I want to set a goal? Because I'm just going to be disappointed again. So, some roadblock is going to happen. My uh, my car is going to break down. I'm not going to be able to afford another car. I am going to lose that job. I'm going to be back on unemployment, back to being a single mom, what, whatever, whatever it is. And I've lived this with a lot of my friends and being supportive of them in ministry and trying to help them with some of these stumbling blocks and I think as you said I think you banned it for chiming in with another crunch um as you said is just when you know things you went through a tough time with your body and you really don't know what's going to happen next there's really a fear of how do I make a goal when I don't even know if in February I'm going to be able to do that for instance yeah and You know, it all comes down to, I think, one of the greatest lessons that I think 2020 taught me. um, And even if uh, COVID was not going on um, solely because of the medical um, circumstances that are surrounding us right now and me, um, I think this lesson, whether we had COVID or we didn't, would remain the same. It's definitely not a, a COVID lesson. It's just a year lesson that God really taught me, like, where is my hope? Because no matter how great a medical team is, no matter how great a caregiver is, like no matter any of those things, 
if I put my hope in them, I am going to be disappointed. And we've been reminded, human. and we've been reminded of that many times over the years. You know, yes, mm-hmm. God does um, impart wisdom on people, and they go through medical school, or maybe you need legal advice, and somebody has has knowledge in that area, whatever the area is. You need something done in your home, and you deal with a craftsman who really understands mm-hmm. how to fix that situation or whatever. Um, but if we're fully putting our hope in man, we will be disappointed. And we know that because the only person that we can put our hope in is Jesus. That's right. So when we're thinking about this year, we've got to make sure that our hope isn't in 2021. Because honestly, unless you've talked to God recently and he has let you know that 2021 is going to be the best year ever, we have no way of knowing. And I think it's easy for us to say, oh, I just need a fresh start in 2021. And that's not wrong. But if our hope is in the year and a calendar change or in a goal that we've made and it's not in Jesus, we're going to be disappointed. We're going to be left feeling unfulfilled, even if we meet the goals that we've set for ourselves. They can feel quite hollow if they're more about, I want to achieve that standing in my class. I want to achieve that award, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. There'll be a hollowness versus oh, wow, Lord, you know, you, I set that goal. I wanted to be, you know, top of my class or whatever it was. And wow, I did it. And I thank you, you know. Um, so I think that's the difference. And if someone's listening to this and they're not a person of faith, you can, I'm sure it can resonate with you that it's more than being about ourselves. I think that's what the, the biggest thing is. Yeah. And one of the things that you know, I think is challenging about this year is that even when we know, okay, our hope is in Jesus, not in this year, it can still make it really hard to open up these pages. It still can be really hard to dream and hope and just, just truly, I said hope, but I'm going to say it twice because it's, it's about hoping. It's about letting yourself dream and be okay with that and I think as you know we have our power sheets right here in front of us you're gonna hear me flipping my pages and um something that was interesting um so there's there's a challenge within the the power sheets where you have a set of stickers um that are given to you in the power sheets and the challenge um that's given to many of us is to try to use that entire sticker sheet in your prep work and the whole goal is to kind of say don't like store your stickers and wait to use them for the perfect time use them right now and there's a sticker in there that says this is the year I make it happen and I kept trying to find a place to put that sticker and I couldn't and I was kind of like you know the thing is that this may not be the year that I make it happen because the things no matter what I put on these pages there is a chance all of them may not be achieved in the way that I envisioned them because there's a chance that my body is not going to do what I need to do. There's a chance that our world's circumstances are going to change. Like there are so many things out of our control and we could let that overwhelm us. But there was also this peace that I found in saying, it's okay if this is the year that I don't make that happen. But what was interesting is I didn't use the sticker you did. <laughs> and it wasn't until we were just discussing this. And we made intentional time to be together and go over 
these to do the power sheet prep work and especially she um, helps me stay on task a lot because I could have been like yeah 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 I'm gonna do it and then I can get distracted at home we have the other two kids home too and the puppy and the puppy need I say more who um, I have since gated away from <laughs> us and he's kind of looking at us so you may hear a little whining um, so but it was interesting so if you do have the power sheets and you haven't opened them feel free to hit pause and come back to us and you know join us with yours or if maybe you did them in the past and you haven't done them this year even pull out an old one but what they have on page five is 2021 goal ideas and it says what do you want to cultivate in the year ahead write some thoughts and ideas here no perfect handwriting needed dig in and I did kind of just brainstorm I did different colors and I just wrote very simple things that would most of you would probably write a lot of the same things faith love family and uh, fun and I actually put bless others twice, so I think that's kind of neat that I, I guess, like, okay, that's clearly a strong thing for me. Meaningful work, you know, like all the different things, um, you know, kind of focus on healthy mind, body, soul. So they're very broad, right? These are ideas. These are not the specific, you know, in 2021, by first quarter, I'm going to achieve X. So when I was just kind of doing some of the stickers, I just went plunk, and it's not even, it's not even straight. This is the year I make it happen. <laughs> And right next to it says possibilities. And so it's not a specific, okay, this year I must do such and such. Now we have had other years mm -hmm. um, looking at like our family Christmas card and stuff. Um, somebody, actually somebody in my family, I gave them the 2020 card that we did. And they're like, wow, you guys had quite the year. And I didn't really think about it in the way that she's looking at it. You know, um, Stephen was able to finally graduate high school, have like a real ceremony which was really mm -hmm. hard uh it wasn't until the end of july when he's getting ready to go to college and then he went to college then katie had different things going with college you know you guys all, all the different things and you know that it is a big year you know mm -hmm. so so what is that year that you're going to make it happen so i know it's kind of a broad conversation we tend to do that and we can always dial in deeper through if you look through the her website and some of the blogs and articles but um but you know, I, I think something really interesting though that i realized because when we were talking about the sticker thing, I was like, you know, I, I don't want to say to somebody and make them feel bad for putting the this is the year I make it happen sticker because that really wasn't where I was going. And something that we also identified um, that you had said was that it was almost that that sticker and that quote was almost a declaration of I am not going to be afraid to dream this year. And when you had said that, I remember taking a step back and I was thinking about it and I realized that I think, you know, and I know this is a lot of introspection about a sticker. I do understand if you're sitting here going, why are they talking about the sticker? It's the but quote. it's about, it's about, it's the, about quote. the quote of what it means. And I think there was a piece of me that it wasn't just that I was like, well, it's out of my control. I can't make it happen. It was, I'm kind of afraid to set goals and do those things. And it all comes back to that thought of, okay, well, where is my hope? And as we've been going through our prep work, we've had pages where we've been stumped. We've had pages where we just had prayers on pages because we didn't know what to put there, but we took the time, we stopped, and we didn't do this all at once. Um, we started separately, and then we were working together, and we just made time to say, okay, we're going to figure this out. And, you know, one of the things that I think has helped us the most from 2020 looking back 
is it has helped us really ruthlessly look at how realistic our goals are. Because I think one of the reasons that goal setting, especially for New Year's, you know, New Year's resolutions, they get such a bad rap because they're not tangible. They're things that don't fit into our life. Like if we're saying, okay, I want to go to the gym six times, six times a week. Now, of course, I know with COVID, like, let's pretend that we all could go to the gym for a second, just for the sake of this analogy. At least in our region, we can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at least for the sake of this analogy, let's say you want to go exercise six, six times a week, right? That isn't necessarily going to be the best goal because you may not be able to keep up with that because that might not fit into your life and your family. But saying, okay, I want to at least go to the gym once this week. And as you get better, you add on that is a more tangible look at a goal. And so it's a fine balance of saying you don't want to not dream and not push yourself, but we've got to make sure that what we're looking at is going to fit our family and our life and the people around us. Because I know something you've said, mom, over just the different years, um, and especially as you started doing power sheets, you were like, I have to take a family approach to this because where I spend my time matters. And if all of my goals have to do with me Mm -hmm. and they are gonna benefit the people around me, then the things that do matter in the long haul, the things that I want to achieve aren't truly gonna be achieved if they were at the expense of, you know, kind of throwing everything up. Is that kind of a good way to summarize what you're saying? Yeah, I was thinking about that. Yeah, and you wanna make sure it's not too self-centered, even if it's, even if you just live alone. Like, I, I think we have to take care of ourselves, for instance. But we, we have to have those conversations like, well, how does that fix, fix in with everything else? And yeah, maybe you are in a stage in your life where you can just do that. You know, someone's single or whatever, and they can eat the way that they choose to eat. Cause that's, but it, we're in that semi-empty nester stage, too, where there's times when none of you are here mm-hmm. and all of you are here or whatever. And um, we were just we haven't had a lot of it, but we've had some time where it's just two of us and the puppy. And it was actually working for me when my hours really increased this year to pretty much eat at work and I really didn't need to eat once I finally got home Mm. but I didn't want to be ignoring dad even though he's very self-sufficient in that way and he kind of had his own vibe going and it was like we need to make sure we had other intentional time if we weren't having dinner together whatever but by the time Mm -hmm. I come home I'm not eating at like eight or nine o'clock at night you know like I just health-wise can't do that anymore so you know it's just like but if I had made a goal okay I am um, just eating such and such from such and such time of day and I just didn't consider him at all like that's pretty rude you know Mm -hmm. and I'd be hurt if he was doing that to me so that's a really minor example but you know we do have to think about the other people around us but I also think it was interesting too on page 19 they have a yes and no list pretty much one of my favorite pages is it all right so it's really what I'm saying yes to and what I'm saying no to and again this can change but you're trying to align it with what you've already figured out what fires you up and what's important to you and one of the things I put on the no list excuse me um, I'm saying no to my family if the ask is too much so sometimes all of you are asking mm-hmm. some piece of us, um, and which is more about our time probably than anything. Mm-hmm. And it's not an unrealistic ask, but the ask may be too much at that time. So mm-hmm. if I'm trying to have some meaningful time with him, we did move a lot with our schedules so that Thursday is kind of a day where mm-hmm. I, right now I'm off regularly. He moved some things with ministry, which took a little while to make that, that mm-hmm. slide, so to speak, of meetings because 
we were finding that we were only getting a little time on Thursdays because if I have a doctor's appointment or whatever, mm-hmm. that's the day, the only weekday that I'm off that I can make it or whatever. Um, and then he still had meetings maybe Thursday evenings. It's like we really had very little time actually together or I got to get groceries or clean something in the house. Mm-hmm. So, but a few kids are saying, you know, we finally carved out a few hours, but you really needed some help, mm-hmm. but that help could wait till Saturday or something. Yep. Um, that's a no. But I feel like there'll probably be a little bit more of no, so brace yourself. But <laughs> um, I'm getting it recorded here right now. No, I'm just kidding. But but you, there are things that you have to say no to as well, um, or you're never going to achieve these things. So if you're somebody who kind of feels, there's times when I used to feel steamrolled by all of you, and nobody okay. doing anything intentionally hurtful, but everybody just, they needed this, they need this, they need this, this is happening, this is that event, I want to make sure they had to take a picture of, somebody running across the finish line or like whatever it is, but the ask becomes mm-hmm. too much cumulatively. And I think just like people have to do that with their health, it just kind of occurred to me, there's a lot of things you have to say no to as a chronic illness person, like yep. the whole spoon theory and all that, like, no, I can't go and do that thing because then I'm really not going to be well enough to do this other thing that has to happen or, you know, or I'm not going to yeah. really be very present for somebody if I'm just taking pain med or having to sleep to recover. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I think to point out too is um, we did a whole episode on the power of no mm-hmm. last year. So if that is something that you want to check out, that's episode 19. We talk extensively about the power of no. But I think what I'm thinking about is we're talking right now um, and kind of thinking of just all of this. Um, you know, I think we have to be really honest with ourselves about the goals that we set because if we can't be honest with ourselves, our goals aren't going to be honest. And one of the things that I had to get really honest about with my goals was, you know, thinking about the fact that, yes, it's hard to dream when we don't know what's coming our way. But as believers, in for most years, I would say people of faith, we rely on him to move forward. And something that I've been thinking about a lot is just, you know, as crazy and uncertain and just intense 2020 was, I can move on past this year because I know that none of it was wasted. God doesn't waste anything that we do. So for me, being able to work on these pages, even though I'm just using a pencil, which by the way, there is nothing wrong with that, but I am using a pencil and I am just going through it and... I just want you to know that if you're going through your prep work and you're having a hard time or you're just thinking of this upcoming year and you're just like, what What do we do with this? I just really want to encourage you to just give this next year and give these prep work pages to him. You know, like I'm going to choose his grace and his hope and his joy as we transition to this new year. But I'm going to do that because I know that nothing he calls me to do is going to be wasted. He's going to use every failure, every disappointment, just like every good thing and every great celebration he's going to use for his glory. And it is hard to dream when we don't know what's coming our way, but we can be confident in him because we know that even though we don't know what's going to happen, he does. So I'm going to hold on to that confidence in him and do what he's asked of me right now in this current body of mine and what I love that I will say about the power sheets 
is that they really focus on the first 90 days and they've I, I've said multiple times that I feel like this this 2021 set of power sheets is the most uncertainty friendly um, yet because it really doesn't focus on planning for the year. It's about let's start with 90 days and then you have a refresh after 90 days because our lives can change and a lot happens in 90 days. And so I love knowing, okay, Lord, right now for these 90 days, I'm going to do what you ask. And even though those things might change in 90 days, I'm going to just focus on right now, focus on what you've called me to do. And it's really hard to live with open hands. It's really hard to pursue a dream, but also not be holding on to it and say, Lord, if you want me to give this up, I'll give it up for you. If you want me to stop doing this, I'm going to stop. It is hard to do that. And there have been lots of times in life, whether you have a chronic illness or not, that you have to give things up and you have to let things go because God is making room for something better. And I think that's something that I'm really going to hold on to. And I had made a post about how, you know, 2020, it is well with my soul because I'm able to look back and know that nothing that this year held is going to be wasted. So I'm going to put my hope, not in 2021, but I'm going to put my hope in him, knowing that he knows what's best for me and that I'm going to do what he calls me to do right now. And I'm going to let him lead. And in 90 days... I'm going to refresh and I'm going to see what he's calling me to do and see where he takes me. And we got to mention our words of the year. Yes, I think we definitely should. So my word of the year um, is going to be worship. I have really focused um, on worship over the past couple of years and especially over the last two years and saying, all right, Lord, I can do hard things for you, even this, and saying, I'm going to do the hard things, the things that hurt, that just tear me apart. I'm going to give them to you as an act of worship. I'm going to live with open hands, like I was just kind of talking about. But even further than that, I want to do all things for him because we can worship him in every which way. I have a sweatshirt um, that I made that says, this is how I worship. And I wear it and it helps remind me, am I cooking? That's worship. Am I sitting on the couch resting my body? That's worship. Every single thing that we do, if we choose, can be an act of worship. So for this 2021, this uncertain future ahead of us, I want to focus on worshiping him well. Amen to that. And my word of the year is contemplate. Uh, it came to me in a couple different ways, but it was more about, in, in my Bible, the translation was also saying, you know, reflect. And how important it is to kind of contemplate, slow down, mm. reflect before we make decisions. Uh, it aligned with a lot of my goals from 2020. And I do recommend if you've made some kind of goals for 2020 or past couple of years, look back at them. Because when I kind of look today, I was like, wow, I actually did achieve a lot more than I thought I did. But, you know, we really wanted to do, um, we prioritized around budgeting and finances. And we had a bunch of different curveballs mm -hmm. thrown at us like everybody does. And, you know, we processed right through that, but we contemplated and reflected mm -hmm. and really, how do we want to, how do we want our future to look and, you know, this next chapter in our lives and you need money to do some of those things if you're mm -hmm. going to be doing things for charities or whatever. So contemplating, I think is going to actually really be quite wonderful. And what I also looked at last year when I was coming up last year, my word of the year was clarity. Ha! Huh. Saw that real clear. Um, but the opposite, I looked at the opposite of what clarity was and I didn't want to be, you know, 
not seeing things clearly. And the opposite of contemplate, some of the words that I either looked up or came to mind were forget, ignore, neglect, discard, look away, scorn, disregard, slight. Um, and, you know, for contemplate, it was so much like you're aiming for something, you're considering, you're um, foreseeing, intending, pondering, proposing, weighing, seeking, discerning. And I liked one of them, zooming in, like mm-hmm. zoom in. Like, yeah, I'm going to zoom in. We do that on our phones all the time, right? Yep. Let's zoom in or zoom out. So uh, we hope that you feel encouraged today as we've talked about some of these things. Do check the website for a lot of the free resources Cassie has. Yeah, uh, Grace and Goals launched um, back in November. It has been so fun to create that platform for you um, as a space, uh, whether you use your power sheets or you are goal setting on your own to really focus on what can we do with the body that we've been given in the circumstances that are around us. And that's called Grace and Goals. Um, so if you want to learn more about power sheets or all of this, you can head to livingthechronicillnesslife.com slash goals. Um, and, you know, so I have to say, if you're struggling to dig into your power sheets, you're not alone. And we just want to encourage you to talk to him and ask him for his grace. And as I prayed my way through my prep work, know that I'm praying for you as you go through yours. And, he honors our willingness to entrust our hearts to him and it's okay to be unsure but i i urge you to not let that stop you from living and writing in hope so as we finish off i want to quickly ring the bells to get us excited for 2021 which funny story I keep emergency confetti poppers in my desk and I wanted to do one today but I don't have that so the cowbell is where we'll go but I was working on my power sheets and I recorded a quick memo um, on my phone of just what I was processing and going through my power sheets so as we finish today I want to leave you with this encouragement from when I was in the middle of the mess and working through it as I'm working through this prep work um more than other years, I can't seem to write the words down. And there are a lot of reasons that I think that could be, but I think there are a lot of people experiencing this and I never was able to identify with having trouble filling out the prep work until this year. And I really believe that the Lord is teaching me something and I don't know exactly what it is yet, but I know that he is. And, you know, I'm on, you know, the page where you're talking about who are you really? What are your fears? Who do you think you are that you're not? And I'm stuck uh, with the question of imagine the possibilities if you were to break free from your identity box. What would happen if you flipped the script? Who would you be free to be? And I wrote, I would. And I can't seem to keep going. But here's the thing. When we've been talking about making this year not about us and recognizing that you know what maybe this isn't going to be the best year ever and that's okay and so I'm going to keep going and I just want you to know if you're stuck like I'm stuck whether you are using power sheets or you're not and you're just setting goals I encourage you to take a breath And just keep writing anyways, because there is power in doing things that are hard. 
And this is an act of worship, saying, Lord, I can do hard things for you, and this is one of those things. So I just want to encourage you with that. I just can't wait to walk through 2021 with you and see all that it's going to hold. So we'll see you guys soon. I can't believe you actually have emergency confetti. You have to have confetti at all times. Friends, as our time here comes to an end, I want you to know the resources don't stop here. Between blog posts, show notes, Instagram videos, and these podcast episodes right here, I have lots of free resources and tools for you to be able to continue cultivating right where you are. Whether it's cultivating an intentional life with your daily habits, starting a garden, setting goals, or simply resting well, you can cultivate an intentional life. Head to Living the Chronic Illness Life to access these wonderful resources.